COVID-19 jab. Teacher and author Alias Winton had her first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine back in April, followed by what she describes as four days of terrible flu-like side effects. A month later, she saw a video on Facebook of an American woman sticking metal objects onto her arm where she'd had her vaccination. I thought that's complete nonsense. I'm going to disprove this, said Alias. She also tried a 20-piece coin which also stuck to her arm, but only on the area where she'd had the COVID-19 jab. Ailis, who is an award-winning author specialising in education and dyslexia, said the reaction had been incredulous. I showed my brother, who thought I was insane, she said. People at work are also really shocked by it, although one of my colleagues found out she could do it too. It's such a crazy thing. Ailis said that she rang the COVID vaccine side effects helpline to report the phenomenon, but she was met by disbelief. The woman just laughed, she said. That can't be right. How is that possible? I'd love to know how it's, how it's possible and how I'm magnetic, said Ailis. She said that she's not a conspiracy theorist or an anti-vaccinator. I was happy to get the vaccination done, she said. I don't buy into the conspiracy theories. I just think the fact that I'm magnetic is really weird. It's a new vaccine. Nobody knows what's going to happen to it or what's involved with it. It's had to happen really quickly. Ailis posted a video of her magnetic arm onto her personal Facebook page. David Powers Police has confirmed that three men have been arrested on suspicion of going equipped to steal after receiving reports from Little Haven. The received reports concern people acting suspiciously in St Brides Road, Little Haven, at around 2.20am on Thursday, June the 17th. Officers from Milford Haven Police, Joint Firearms Unit and Pembrokeshire Roads Policing Unit attended and arrested the three men. David Powers Police said all three have since been released under investigation, pending further inquiries. Eighteen new coronavirus cases have been recorded in the Huelvar Health Board area over the weekend, according to the figures of June the 20th. Public Health Wales data show there were six new cases in Carmarthenshire, none in Ceredigion and 12 in Pembrokeshire. Across Wales, 158 new cases were confirmed, with no new COVID-19 deaths reported. The total number of cases in Wales is now 214,721, with 5,572 deaths. Two extremely rare Wedgwood bowls found in a house near Fishguard will come up for auction next month with an expected combined value up to £6,200. The bowls were spotted on a house visit by auctioneers Roger Jones & Co during a recent house visit to North Pembrokeshire, who described themselves as stunned at the find. Auctioneer Charles Hampshire recognised the bowl as Wedgwood and the designer as Daisy Maykig-Jones, but the pattern was one he'd never come across before, said auctioneer and valuer Charles. Hampshire. After consultation with colleague Philip Keith, the pattern was identified and the extremely rare leaping chamois, decorated with a Persian Celtic border and dating back to the late 1920s. Unbelievably, this was one of two bowls in this pattern that were in the house. And finally, two reasons to celebrate. Monday, June the 21st, is summer solstice, the longest day of the year. And also, Wales footballers go forward to the knockout stages of the Euros 2020, despite losing 1-0 to Italy. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News. With me, Kim Thomas. Get into Pure West Radio. Till I cut the strings on your tiny violin oh. My mind's got a mind, my mind 
mind of its own right now and it makes me hate me I'll explode like a dynamite if I can't decide, baby Pure West Radio for Monday evening. My head and my heart. A very good evening. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone and a busy show between now and nine o'clock. In the first hour, we're going to hear from Nayland Rugby Club's new co-coach, Graham Richards, about his life in rugby. We're hearing from a couple of people involved with cricket in the county, including Tom Pritchard, who'll be talking to Bill Kahn about a recent good showing for Nayland Seconds in the Alec Colley Cup. We've got Pembroke Docks Cricket Secretary Peter Kingdom on the show, and we also talk football with the manager of Haken, Scott Davis, after the FAW Amateur Cup draw was made recently. Of course, later we will be live on the Facebook page and we'll be reflecting on Wales making it to the last 16 of the Euros. And you can join in as well. It's Monday night, and this is Pure West Sport. Well, 
Once again, a very good evening and welcome to the show. It is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders for a Monday evening and good to have your company as well. This evening, lots to come, but let's get into some of the cricket stories from Saturday. And these were the results in Division 1. There were loads of runs scored. Haverford West beat Sleckrid by five wickets. Sleckrid actually batted first and scored 221 for seven. Haverford West 226 for five in reply, St Ishmael's lost to Narbuth by five wickets. St Ishmael's batting first, 115 all out. Narbuth 116 for five in reply. Uh, Saundersfoot and Carey was a close game. Saundersfoot uh, actually won by eight runs, having posted 145 in their innings and taking 18 points. Carey were 137 all out in reply. And there were maximum points for Cresselli, who racked up 260 for six, batting first, taking the 20 points. Whitland were all out for 145, giving Cresselli a margin of victory of 115 runs and Cresselli topped the table, one point clear of Nayland, who've got a game in hand in second, Haverford West a third with 80 points. In Division 2, Langham beat Burton by 8 wickets, Pembroke Dock beat Carew seconds by 249 runs, huge margin of victory there, Pembroke Dock scoring 295 for 4, Carew seconds were all out for 46 in return. In reply, uh, Herbranston beat Kilgetty by 10 wickets. Uh, Lamphy were winners against Hook by 20 runs in a close game there. Uh, Lamphy 158 all out in their innings. Hook uh, managing 138 in reply. And Pembroke beat Haverford West seconds by six wickets. It's Pembroke Dock who lead the way in Division 2 on 131 points. Langham second on 110 and Pembroke third on 87. In Division 3, it all went well for the home sides actually as Slam Ryan beat Cresselli seconds by six wickets. Uh, Larne beat Haverford West thirds by seven wickets. Nayland seconds beat Langham seconds by nine wickets. Johnston beat St Ishmael's by 119 runs. Johnston scoring 266 for nine in their innings. And Narbuth seconds were winners against Stapole by 19 runs. Narbuth seconds taking maximum points, having scored 191 for six and dismissing Stapole for 172. Ryan lead the way, though, 113 points. They're top of the table in Division 3. Johnston second on 111 and Larn third on on 95. In Division 4, Whitland seconds lost to Krimich by 22 runs. Saundersfoot seconds lost to Hook seconds by 35 runs. And Kilgetty seconds lost to Fleckrid by 76 runs. And in Division 5, Haverford West fourths lost to Herbranston by seven wickets in a low-scoring game there. Haverford West all out for 58. Herbranston 62 for three in reply. Hundleton lost to Nayland thirds by eight wickets. Fleckrid lost to Pembroke Dock by seven wickets. Uh, Whitland thirds were winners against Pembroke seconds by seven wickets. And Cresselli thirds beat Stackpole's seconds by five wickets. So those were the results from the games played on Saturday. We'll have more with Bill, Gordon and Fraser after eight o'clock as we're live on Facebook and we'll look back on some more of the stories from the weekend's cricket right here on Pure West Sport. Car trouble again? 
at OC Davis Roundabout Garage, Nayland. We like to keep it simple, offering you service plans from just under £10 a month, from affordable used cars to 0% finance, not to mention nil advance payment on the mobility scheme. You can guarantee you'll get more for your money. Put the pedal to the metal and get the most out of your motor. Call 01646 600858 or go online to ocdavis.com. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play.
It's Monday evening and it's Pure West Radio. That's Bucks Fizz and Making Your Mind Up. I'm Ben Stone, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders of Pembrokeshire Business. Been around for more than 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. On the way after eight, we will look back on the Euros, on Wales against Italy and what's next, of course, in the last 16 and on England-Scotland from Friday and where we think the tournament's going. What a game on Saturday as well between Germany and Portugal. Plenty to talk about after eight o'clock on the show with Bill, Gordon and Fraser. You can get involved. We're live on the Facebook page and hashtag Pure West Sport to join us on social media. But right now, Bill Kahn has been speaking to a really interesting character this week. Graham Richards is a former coach with London Irish, Harlequins, Sharks in South Africa and the Maltese national team. Now back home in Nayland, he's turning his attention to matters a bit closer to where he lives. If I'm looking for a rugby perspective, there's very few people I'd go to before Graham Richards, who I've known for many years because of his connections with Nayland Rugby. Gray, you're still sort of coaching there with Steve Evans, but it's a bit of a standstill at the moment. But you've been all the world coaching, so we can talk about that. But rugby in in a locality at the moment, hard work? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's all sport's been hard work for everybody. Yeah. That's why it's nice to see the cricket back to normal. As far as the rugby's concerned, you know, it is hard work not knowing exactly what's happening yeah. you know as far as fixtures are concerned you know i think probably it might have been better if they'd have just said let's let's stick t- as we always have you know and uh, start the season in september mm. but it is what it is and um but you are training at the moment which we started last week you know just just once a week um mm. to try and get the boys together but we we've got a you know we're probably got six or seven playing cricket as well and mm. of course for them cricket's mm. priority at the moment I mean, you know, of all the people I know who've been coaching in Pembrokeshire, I'd argue successfully you've got the widest experience. As well as being a good rugby player, tell us a bit about your coaching. Where did you start off your coaching? Well, <laughs> that's a long time ago yeah. now. Well, I started coaching at London Irish back in the back end yeah, of the Yeah, and in the Premiership now? Yeah, look, they've done, they've done really well. And, um, you know, they've been up and down. But, uh, you know, the, the professional setup there is, is excellent. And my old adversary is in charge of rugby development there. Oh, so, yeah. Andy Keast, who... Uh, I played with with the, with the Met Police, and then I went to London Irish, started coaching in the 80s, came back to Nayland for a little while, and then I was lucky enough to go to um, South Africa just before the start of professionalism. And, um, yeah, you coached a big team there, didn't you? Well, I went out and I coached Durban Harlequins, but I also coached uh, and worked for the Natal Rugby Union, who have since become the Sharks, and I was lucky enough to see a couple of good players go through the under-20 level there, um, in John Smith, Jakob van der Vestesen, Blimey. Fricky Welsh. There's about seven of the of the team that I coached became full internationals. Yeah, and uh, you, you as well as here, you. I knew you went to Malta. I remember that. Yeah, I, like, I had a great time in Malta. You know, it was a different experience. We took Malta from 100 and something in the world to 52nd just before I left, and another Welshman took over from me, and he brought them up into the top 50. And they're currently, you know, hovering around the top 40, so they've mm. done exceptionally well for a small nation. Yeah, where else you been? <laughs> Haven't you been uh, back in England as no, well? Oh, yeah, you know, I coached London Harlequins for, yeah. for, for just over a season um, with Andy Keast. And, um, and Zinzan Brook uh, came in at the back end. Blimey. And then things didn't 100% work out at Harlequins, as tough at the top, as they say. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved into semi-professional rugby from there. And probably, and you know, I've been lucky, I've coached rugby full-time since 1994. That's amazing, isn't it? 
And now you're semi-retired and you've come back. You can keep the boy out in Nayland. <laughs> but you can't keep Nayland out the boy. You're still very much a Nayland boy, aren't you? Well, look, you know, Nayland's always been my home club and mm. it was always my intention that when I finished to come back and um, and try and help out as much as I could, you know, on the on the rugby on the rugby front. So, um, and it's been good, you know. We we put together, or Stephen Evans put together a really good youth team here a couple of years ago, and you know I helped him out with that, and we had great success, you know, mm-hmm. not just in Pembrokeshire but in West Wales as well. Yeah, and you and Evans worked together, and you're both very similar characters, mind you. Both a little bit fiery, aren't you? <laughs> He's worse than you, mind. No, I, like I wouldn't say that. I, no. just, I think I've mellowed a bit as I've got older. That's right. Um, but um, look. You know, it's it's an, it's enjoyable. You know, there's some good youngsters here yeah. in Ireland. Oh yeah. I think, like everything else, you just we just struggle for numbers slightly. Mm. But you know, we try and go out and play some attractive rugby. We got oh, a, you did last year, although it was hard. You know. Yeah, we got a couple of boys back this year. Patrick Bellaby, George Evans are back playing. So, um, and hopefully Chris Morgan will be back as well. He's looking for a job locally. Mm. So if we can pick up four or five on what we had last year you know we'll compete anyway well I'm going to watch with interest I know at the moment it's difficult to get training because of cricket the boys playing there and, and other commitments and no f- possible chance of playing at the moment but you'll be looking forward and you'll be giving 100% Sims always meet yeah well they say that we're going to start you know uh, 15 aside fixtures in August I doubt we'll play anything until the 15 aside fixtures come along so you know looking forward to that and looking forward to the season and Really looking forward to everything getting back to normal and starting league rugby in January. Good, I'm going to look forward to seeing you and Evs on a touchline when the games are going and they're tight. Uh, thanks very much for talking to us, great. It's lovely. Good luck for the season. Yeah, thanks very much, Bill. Good stuff from Bill Khan talking there to Graham Richards. Coached all over the place in his rugby career, hasn't he? Now back home and ready to be the co-coach of Nayland ahead of the new season. If you would like to feature on the show or suggest someone that we should interview... Do get in touch. You can email sport at purewestradio.com. Here comes the drifters and under the boardwalk for Monday evening on Pure West Sport. Oh, when the sun goes down, burns the tar up on the roof. And your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof.
Under the boardwalk Out of the sun Under the boardwalk We'll be having some fun Under the boardwalk People walking above Under the boardwalk We'll be falling in love Under the boardwalk Boardwalk Monday evening, it's Pure West Radio with the Drifters and Under the Boardwalk. I'm Ben Stone, Bill Kahn, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas join me after 8 o'clock and you can get involved as well for a Monday evening on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Uh, Just to mention that Haverford West RFC have got rugby training for ages 16 and over coming up on the 27th of June at 2 o'clock. You need to get in touch with the club to register because of COVID protocols protocols that remain in place. Give Simon a call on 07581 346832 if you would like to find out some more about that and to register. And there's information on the Pure West Radio Facebook page as well. And let's hear a bit more now from someone else that Bill Kahn has been speaking to for us this week on Pure West Sport. Tom Pritchard recently gained a first class honours degree in sports journalism. He's been working with Wales Online amongst others and helping out on a range of of work at Glamorgan focusing on their T20 matches including using a camera on several occasions back home he took seven wickets recently for Nayland seconds in the Alec Collie Cup and Bill caught up with him to find out more. Been watching Nayland seconds playing the Alec Collie Cup tonight and as a young fellow he was taking seven for 30 in his five overs which is quite unusual really to get that many wickets is Tom Pritchard Tom you must be chuffed with that good good performance tonight? Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Yeah, it's really good. Um, not expecting that. It's uh, not something that happens every day, but yeah, it's really good, uh, especially in the cup tournament as well. Yeah. I think came on to bowl at a time when they were only sort of one wicket down and perhaps looking to get a big score, but I've sort of chipped in with those wickets. Boys yeah, felt, they were 70 for one at one stage. Yeah, yeah, I was looking they could potentially get a big score, but limited them now to 120. Now, little mole, that's your grandfather, told me that before I came, you dropped a catchman. Was it easy or hard? Tell the truth. No, to be like, I would be honest and say that it was. If I'd have kept that, I think it would have been one of my better catches. I've yeah. sort of, it's gone really high, and I've just not sort of judged it um, until the end. But yes, would have been happy with that, but unfortunately not. I know you're creating a name for yourself as a good bowler with uh, Nayland, but you're also heavily involved in sport in a sort of journalistic uh, side. Because I got to say, well done to you. Because tell us about your degree in uh, sports journalism. Yeah, so I've been uh, doing a sports journalism degree for the last three years now at uh, USW in Cardiff. Um, yeah, I had a first class honours of that, really enjoyed the three years. And I'm doing up, I just sort of come towards the end of a sport broadcasting master's now that I've been doing at uh, Cardiff Met. So I was re- re- really enjoying that and just trying to do a sort of variety of uh, trying to cover all bases, really. And yeah, it's been a really good experience. Been working, for, uh, doing some writing for the football, uh, Welsh domestic site at Club Paldroid and been helping Glorgan out at the minute as well so it's been really good a few years for me yeah it's great tell us a bit about Club Pildroid what do you do on that yeah so all sorts really I sort of when I joined uh, the university my one of the people that I sort of connected with earlier was uh, Jordan Jones it's his website and he sort of started it from scratch and he sort of saw a niche in the market there and, and obviously being friends with them I've sort of gone to games and, uh, and tagged along that way but it's yeah, it's a really good website really comprehensive and yeah, covering everything you know match reports features interviews that's if there's the last season now with COVID, they've had writers at every game for every weekend, so it's it's really good coverage and something that's needed really to, yeah. to increase the profile. So you're actually you know well looked after to go and watch clubs that you love to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it wasn't a league that I was always following as much. I was always sort of aware of teams, but now yeah, the last three years it's been it's been great to sort of learn more about the league and perhaps watch less of the Premier League as you sort of disconnect from that a bit. But it's been really good, obviously mm-hmm. watching. Watched Half West Company as well a few times this year. Yeah, they've I've seen performed it, really yeah. well. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's been a really good, really good time. I know you spread new wings a bit more on the cricket front because you've been involved with Glamorgan. Tell us a bit about that, huh? Yeah, I've been helping out Glamorgan up for uh, since the, sort of the start of May now, um, doing something slightly different with them, sort of less writing but more sort of focused on the broadcasting side. So they live stream games on their website, and uh, because not every game's covered by Sky, and it's been good. It's been a new experience, not always easy, but it's, I think we've done a good job so far with, uh, with yeah. what we had, and it's, it's good to sort of delve into that area of uh, broadcasting yeah, as well. Because proud granddad uh, Charlo tells me that you've even had practice at being a cameraman at some of the games. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing all been doing everything really it's been uh, the course i've been on the sport broadcast course has been really good so yeah it's been cameraman it's been directing it's been a uh, sort of graphics as well and you've covered all, all bases really it's really interesting yeah so what about sort of the glamorgan games you are actually up in the big press box there then yeah so in the media center just sort of a few boxes down from the main media center there's sort of five or six boxes and we're sort of towards the uh, towards the end we've got our own room there and uh sort of a couple of computers and Obviously, you're right behind the bowler's arm, and it's yeah, we're based up there. And so you're providing live, live updates and things like that. Yeah, so when you sort of go on the Glorgan website, and what you see then is sort of what I'm involved with. Then, so it's when you, when you're cutting to different angles, and we've got pretty much uh, comprehensive coverage all around the ground. That's that's what I'm involved in. Coming back now to sort of your future, because mm. the world's your oyster. What are you hoping to do eventually? Yeah, so when I sort of first started the sports journalism course, I was maybe thinking about sort of looking at the more newspaper side of it and. Uh, on that you know, website somewhere ever but for the last few years I've maybe thinking more about working for a club perhaps I've had sort of oh, experience yeah. with Scarlets and obviously Glamorgan tell us a bit about the Scarlets yeah that was good as well uh, we'd, um, that was more in the office during the week and I did a few match days as well so that was sort of writing stuff for the website and being involved with sort of doing things like Instagram and Twitter on match days Blimey. then it was just seeing how that sort of side of it yeah. works rather than just being that games as a sort of press member it was doing the club side as well and that's, I'd be more interested in that so Perhaps I'll be looking to go down that avenue. So at some stage I'm going to be seeing the name Tom Pritchard up in Leightson. Uh Hopefully, yeah, that's the, that's the idea. You never want to get sort of too big, but yeah, so that's, that's the way I'm looking to go. Well, listen, it's lovely to talk to you, and good luck with your cricket in Nayland as well, because I know that means a lot to you as well. But all the best for the future, Tom. Thanks for talking to us. Brilliant, thanks so much. Great stuff. That's Bill Kahn talking to Tom Pritchard about his recent success there for Nayland Seconds and his work as well away from Pembrokeshire. And as I said, if you would like to feature, you can email us. It's sport at purewestradio.com to get involved. It's Monday evening. Great to have your company. Here's Avicii and Wake Me Up at Pure West Radio. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand Say I'm caught up in a dream Well life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself in
West Radio for a Monday evening across Pembrokeshire and beyond wherever you're listening. You are very welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk Really good to have your company. That was Avicii and Wake Me Up. On the way after 8 o'clock, our guest tonight will be the chairman of Narbeth RFC Dorian Phillips, who's been awarded an MBE for services to sport and the community in both Pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire Chairman of the Otters will talk to Dorian Phillips about how he's helped raise funds for the club and continues to work to improve the ground and the facilities. But we'll also be finding out about his role as part of the Tlamboidi Tug of War Club. It's a club that's been in existence since 1968 and he is the head coach. So it's a sport with a difference after eight. We'll also be talking about the Euros, Wales in the last 16, England playing tomorrow against the Czech Republic and just who's caught our eye during the tournament so far. But let's turn our attention right now back to the world of Pembrokeshire sports and local football uh, is back on the horizon as Fraser Watson found out. Well, there was a wry smile on the face of all of us last week, I think, when the FAW draw came out and yet again pitted Goodick United up against Haken for, for what seems like the upteenth time in the competition over this last decade. And delighted to join now by Haken manager Scott Davis, who actually is, is the manager of the defending champions. It's, it's easy to forget that as it's been so long since, since confirmation of that. And Scott, firstly, when you heard that draw that week, what was your reaction? Was it here we go again or was there a smile on your face too? Oh, no, no surprise for anyone. I think it was pretty inevitable. A few people had already mentioned that that was what's going to happen. You know, it's happened to managers before me, and it'll happen again to people after me. You know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you and Goodick is all, always an intense clash. It's a game you want to win for so many reasons. But the FA W Trophy on the whole, Scott, what, what's, what's the purpose for you guys entering it this year? Is it a competition you look to go far in, or is it more the convenience, the fact that the earlier rounds are in the summer? And it's almost a, a bonus pre-season if you get a few games in. Well, I think we were entering it regardless of um, the COVID situation, but now... The, the fact that we can get a game under our belt, like you said, easy doors and get a head start, really, it, it's benefit. You've got nothing to lose, really, if you have a good run in it, it's a bonus. And, you know, if you get a tough draw and you struggle, then so be it. But we, we feel pretty good, pretty much, come up against any team, I think. Um, Scott, I know, as I mentioned in the intro there, you are the defending champions, Haken, in Division 1. It's a position you've been in before as a manager and obviously winning the title with Haken seconds in Division 2. Does it feel a bit strange to you to be going in as defending champions? Because obviously it wouldn't be like as normal when you win the title, you have a few weeks to enjoy it and then and then you're into pre-season and I guess you're then on, on the pedestal and everyone's trying to shoot you down. Does it feel different this time around in that since you had that news confirmed, it's been such a long gap? Yeah, well, that, that, like you just said, it does definitely feel strange. It's been, what, since it got announced about 15 months and we haven't even been given a trophy. So for it, it doesn't feel like we've won anything other than, you know, we've had a bit of banter and we've, we've enjoyed it while it happened, but as any other team would have, I think. But it, it has been, um, it's been bittersweet, really, with what's going on and it, it doesn't really feel important in the grand scheme of things, does it? <laughs> No, absolutely. Does it, does it maybe give you a bit of motivation to go out and prove it again? Because obviously, as as in every league, there were a few jives from teams below who argued there was so so long of the season to go. It may not have panned yeah, out that way. Yeah. And that maybe give you extra motivation to go out and, and do it properly over a full course of a season. Yeah, well, that, that would definitely motivate me personally to go and do it properly. And I know a lot of boys. But then, on the other hand, there's other people that have said that we had played all of the, of the top teams and we... we the, the method they used to find a winner was fair so there is two ways of it but like you said it's definitely not something that you can fully enjoy until you uh, achieve it properly No well it is a title on your CV Scott and no one can take that away from you and it wasn't your decision either but moving on now to now you're obviously back in training and, and what we've just mentioned there the strange how strange it's been with such a long time out is this a different type of pre-season do you almost have to be more careful now because you're managing players who've been so long without competitive action and, and that physical aspect of the game as well Yeah well we've, we went back about a month ago and we literally have just played football for, for a month you know like you just said there's no point in us going in and, and hammering people out on the road and, and sprinting and stuff like that because 12, 13 months is a long time for anybody to be out of sport you know, when a lot of them haven't done anything because they haven't been able to do anything we haven't been allowed to gyms and as you know there's been no sport of any kind so yeah it's definitely um, easing back in and well, I say he's in back in straight to go to Goway, so we'll be easing him in that much. And uh, in terms of new signings, obviously, even before it was delayed and curtailed, you, you, Laurie Horrath came on board from, from Haken and Matthew Broom has returned from Australia as well. That, that's a big boost to the squad as well, especially having some maybe of Broomy's experience back, who, who, lest we forget, was playing Welsh League football before he moved away. Yeah, he's Matthew's still got loads to offer. He, he's still looks sharp. He's going to be a massive addition to us as well as Laurie, yeah. So, like, they signed when we thought last year was going to pick back up. So that's still two new signings. Neither of them have pulled on a Haken shirt since they've signed back. So that is two new signings there. And lastly, Scott, we've talked about Haken and Goodick in this conversation already. There'll be two names, as always, will be up there in, in people tipping for the title. Are you looking at it that way? Are there any other teams you're concerned about who can challenge you now at the top? Oh, there's loads. You know, Moncton are still up there. They, I know they've just lost Joe, which is going to be a big loss to Moncton, but uh, they're always going to be in, in that and they always... 
capable of getting a result against anybody as well as Bridge. You know, there's four or five teams, which makes which is what makes Division One so competitive. And that. Yeah, and I guess are you feeling strange season as well? We saw a bit of that in the professional game, the Premiership as well. A few random results because everyone, obviously, everyone's been away from so long, and and recent form is is non-existent almost, isn't it? Yeah, I think no one can uh, no one to expect till we go back. All, all we can do is take it, is get prepared 100 percent, and not leave any stone unturned. And, and the rest is is up to the boys and know to just try to pick up where we left off. Oh, thank you, Scott, and thank you for your time as well. And we look forward to seeing you for no doubt what will be a quiet, instant-free afternoon on July the 17th at Phoenix Park. Yeah, instant-free, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> thank you very much, Scott. Speak to you soon. All right, cheers, Bryce. Sorry. That's Fraser Watson speaking to the manager of Haken Football Club, Scott Davis. Really good to be talking about Pembrokeshire football on the show again. And if you would like to nominate someone for us to talk to on the show, do get in touch. It's sport at purewestradio.com. Still to come before eight o'clock when we're live on the Facebook page and I will have with me uh, Bill Kahn, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas. We'll be hearing from uh, Cricket Secretary Pete Kingdom from Pembroke Dock Cricket Club about their good starts to the season for both, both the first and second teams. That's all to come right here on Pure West Sport. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products. Everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers, and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. How are you, Bob? Good, thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. So what can we get for you? Well, Chris, uh, could I have a selection of your award-winning meats? Oh, don't forget to include a pack of Pembrokeshire's best burgers. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Welsh Butcher Shop of the Year. Providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for over 70 years. We're open for orders either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763387. Oh, Loch Farm ice cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, 
Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Myler Farm Ice Cream.
George Michael and Star People on Pure West Radio. It's Monday evening, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Lots to come after eight. We're going to be live on the Facebook page talking about the Euros, talking about tug of war and also Narbeth RFC. We've got Narbeth chairman uh, Dorian Phillips, who was uh, recently awarded an MBE and looking back on some of the highlights from the cricket across the weekend as well. That's all to come after eight. You can get involved. But sticking with cricket right now, Fraser Watson's been talking to someone heavily involved with a Pembrokeshire side. Well, it's been a good couple of years for Pembroke Dock and they've cemented that this season with their first team going so well in Division 2 and, and their second's also doing well in Division 5. I'm delighted to be joined on POS now by Peter Kingdom, the secretary there and, and a pivotal player over the years. Firstly, Peter, you must be, you know, from a secretarial point of view and a committee point of view, you must be very pleased with the overall outlook of the club at the moment. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it's sort of... Um... I could put sort of an, an outcome of uh, quite a few years of hard work, influx in some new players. But um, yeah, the, the club's on on a, a really good high at the moment. You know, we're riding this really good wave at the moment. We we've got a lot of players, a lot of players can play in, uh, sorry, playing uh, good cricket. And so, like I say, between the numbers increasing, the juniors increasing, um, we're starting to form two strong squads. So it's nice to see us competing as well as seeing it in training as well. I mean, your first team now, Peter, there's no denying it. You are in the race for the title. You're 21 points clear halfway through the season. I mean, I know there's a long way to go, and, and but few people fancy Pembroke Dock at the start of the summer, perhaps, to, to, to win the title. Are you are you guys talking about that? Is this now realistic chat that you can go up to Division 1 as champions? Well, it's quite funny. We, um, we've got a little group amongst the selection, and we had a chat at the start of the season with all the players. We sort of set our two targets, which, you know, was to consolidate the first in the second division and try and get the, the seconds out with the fifth division but yeah with the start we've had we've had some really really good performances uh, we've beat some teams quite comprehensively and funny enough we had a chat last week about you know should we reassess the targets etc etc and I think the, the the common feeling amongst selection and in the, the squads at the moment is while we've got the chance to push for promotion you know we don't talk much, so much about winning the division we, we're quite open to the fact that Burton are a very good side Pembroke are a good side Langham look very very strong this year but while we've got the opportunity to get back up to day for one I think while it's there we're going to try and grab it and of course George Smith along with you McDonald was one of your important signings in the summer really came on board from Statpole before yesterday yep. didn't didn't have a, a senior 50 to his name well he, he's put that to bed and he a great performance for him yesterday you must have been pleased to see that uh, I'm proud of him I say. I've known George since he was a young lad he, um, I taught George obviously secondary school but we got the message through to say he'd had his turn and Jake Davis has picked up his second turn of the season and I think we were more surprised to hear that it was his first senior 50 as well as a senior 10 because he's been playing some good cricket over the last couple of years and we played against him and you know he's always a batsman that you wanted to get out early and now he's <laughs> time to the dock um, yeah. um, I umpired the boys um, away at Clogetti and you know I umpired at his end and he bowls with great control as well he's been a massive asset for the club he's, he's jumped on the coaching side of things as well so yeah buzzing proud for him and he's become quite an integral part of the club quite early as well Absolutely, and, and not just performances on the field. Um, you must be quite proud of the overall outlook of, of, of how the club has, has sold itself in the last couple of years as well. You've done so well with hosting big games. Of course, the real community feel about it. The match that was put on for the NHS last year, a tremendous success, raised so much money. And, and it feel, it, from the outside, it looks like a club that's going places. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. I say it's, it's my 20th year at the club this year. And um, when, I, when I joined 20 years ago, the club, first team were in the bottom divisions and you know they still had a bunch of great characters who enjoyed the cricket but 
definitely over the last five or six years, I think the club's evolved with its outlook on where they want the club to be. Um, we still got some of the, I call them overheads, bless them, uh, who were involved with the committee and the, the maintenance of the ground, etc. But because of the influx of the newer, younger lads, if you want to put that way, the lads in their 20s who want to win, want to pick up medals, want to pick up trophies, want to score runs, take wickets, etc. The, the focus has changed now about competitive, strong cricket that we want to go out and win. And, um, you know, the, the standard has been set by Scott Griffiths as uh, first team captain with Billy Wood as vice and obviously Phil Scott's second team captain that... You know, when we play, we play our best. Um, we you know, we include everything we can from training on a Saturday and we play with the best sportsmanship possible. And if, if we win, we celebrate. And if we lose, we reflect, you know. So, yeah, the, the club's focus at the moment has gone from, what I would say, 10 years ago maybe, which is like, you know, getting two sides out and things like that. So now picking two competitive, winnable fixtures to, to con- continue the momentum, you know. And um, the club facilities are great. So we're hosting the MCC now in July, which will be a great day for the dock again. Um, we... Half term, we hosted three Cricket Wales junior fixtures, and it's superb to see you know just young people using the ground, the ground playing well. You know we've got sponsors who are supporting the club, and it's, it's just a great place to be at the moment, especially when the sun's up. Oh, that's great to hear, and kudos to yourself and everyone who's done such brilliant work there. I don't want to touch on any kind of negative note. Now, Peter, but I, I do want to ask you, obviously, there were three games called off in the county yesterday. Yeah. Um, this new COVID variant does seem to be escalating. Are you concerned, not necessarily from a Pembroke Dock point of view, just from a cricket point of view, about, about what might transpire in the months to come now? Yeah, it's, it's, obviously, I work in a school as well, so it's, it's one of these things that is just going to be part of life, I think, not just for the next cricket season, it's going to be here next year, you know, it's, it's always going to be developments of it. But, we, again, we had a chat in the, in the week about what we can do to make sure we do the best for the club and the best for cricket. And I think as long as all of, say, all of the cricket boys do as much, and I talk about everybody in Pembroke now, do as much as they can to make it safe on a Saturday, um, that's all you can do, you know. Um, as things evolve, we've got different challenges in front of us. But um, we stick to the rules and, you know, we mask in the change rooms, etc., etc., etc. That's all we can do because I think as much as much as we try, some of it will be out of our control. And as long as we can do from our end what we can, I'm sure we'll get the season done, fingers crossed. I think that's pretty well summed up. Well, thank you for joining us, Pete, and, and good to see the dot going so well. And, and may we'll be talking to you in, a, in nine weeks' time or so as, as, as a Division One player. How does that sound? Let's <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, th- thanks, thanks for your coverage of the sport. It's been great following yourself on Twitter and just catching in with the results. And yeah, hopefully, <laughs> maybe you'll see us as a Division One player. We'll, as a, um, we'll do our best as we can, but we'll enjoy the cricket while we've got it. No problem. Thanks for your time, Pete. Hey, thank you. All the best, buddy. Really good to hear from Pete Kingdom there speaking to our very own Fraser Watson about life in Pembroke Dock where it's always good to hear about a cricket club doing pretty well. Hard work for so many volunteers of course but really good to hear that interview. If you would like to feature on the show or you could recommend someone we should be speaking to do drop us an email. It's sport at purewestradio.com. Join us live on Facebook for the second half. That's on the way after the news at 8 o'clock right here on Pure West Radio. It was only a smile But my heart, it went wild I wasn't expecting that Just a delicate kiss Anyone could have missed I wasn't expecting that Did I misread the sign 
Your hand slipped into mine I wasn't expecting that You spent the night in my bed You woke up and you said Well, I wasn't expecting that I thought love wasn't meant to last I thought you were just passing through If I ever get the nerve to ask What did I get right to deserve somebody like you? I wasn't expecting that It was only a word It was almost misheard I wasn't expecting that But it came without fear A month turned into a year I wasn't expecting that I thought love wasn't meant to last Honey, I thought you were just passing through If I ever get the nerve to ask to deserve somebody like you I wasn't expecting that Oh, isn't it strange How life can be changed In the flicker of the sweetest smile took a chance on a little romance when I wasn't expecting From St. David's to St. Florence for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. A Hanford West woman says she can now attach small metallic objects to her arm in the area where she had her 